Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Nerd Hippo Podcast. My name is Andrew Goulart. With me is Nick Clattenburg and Josh Clattenburg. <laughs> How's it hanging? Good. How are you? Short shrill and always to the left. Understood. Josh. What the fuck is that for? Oh, liar, liar. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Classic American cinema. Yes. Uh, what's new? Nothing. Stuff. Yeah. Things. I got barely anything new. I only watched two things. Me too. Yeah. Wait, including wrestling? No. Okay, so yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, we can uh, talk about it for a long time. So, wait. Uh, first thing I watched. Uh, Josh brought it up obviously last week. John Mulaney's special. Yes. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just like any of his other ones, it's it, there's nothing you can say about it. He's he's moving up in the ranks that I feel that like he's up there, getting closer to like Bill Burr and Tom Segura now. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. Maybe I will this weekend. Uh, Me- Megan's already seen it though. I know he has what two of them on. Uh, I think it's three on Netflix. Oh three. wow, okay. I think so. Unless they took one off, which they may have. But I remember seeing two previously. Uh, but maybe when they put the around where they put the new one up, they took one, one of the old ones away. Plus, he had that sitcom. Did that sitcom get canceled? Yeah, that's it was no, like I one think season. I, pretty much, yeah, it was yeah. one season. They were like, no, I, I think we're gonna pass on this. Which, yeah, which sitcom? I forget it was, what it was called. It was just called Mulaney. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, which it was basically. I think it got comparisons to Seinfeld and. Oh, they, kind of like a show about nothing. Yeah, and they were just like, no, we've we've based loosely this. on some of his stand-up things. I'm sure. <laughs> well, he's still much. He's he's a lot better in Big Mouth. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. He plays such a great like nerdy character. He was the other main. He's what Andy the main was it? It's Nick Kroll plays the one kid, and then he's yeah. the other kid. Yeah, his name Andy. I can't remember his name. He's the one with glasses. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Super Jewish. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> his dad is voiced by the guy who plays someone super Jewish in every single fucking show. <laughs> can't, I don't know his name either, but you'd know him if you saw him. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I watched that and. Uh, you know, Josh was right on the money. It was nothing short of great. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I watched, I know a couple of people that have watched this already, so I kind of dove into it. Uh, big fan of Making a Murderer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, you know, checked it out, and it's called Evil Genius. I heard about this. Yes. And I, I should watch it. It is a four-part documentary. Um, I... I Honestly, I don't know how to describe it because by the time you get to the end of it, you still don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no explanation. I can just kind of give you the somewhat of an overall view of it. Yeah. Which would be um, back in August of 2003. It's a great summer, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, I lost my virginity that summer. You did? I have no idea. <laughs> I, feel like I don't remember. Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, so it happens back in August of 2003. And I remember talking about it with Josh, and he kind of vaguely remembers it. I feel like I remember it a little more vividly. Yeah. Um, what it was was there was a guy who committed a bank robbery and had a bomb strapped around his neck. Uh, all the police and everybody thought it was like a like a scare tactic. Yeah. And he kept telling him like it's not a joke. Yeah. I, he's like I have nothing to do with this. Someone yeah. put it around my neck. Yep. And they didn't do anything. And it started beeping and pretty much beeping louder and faster. And then they show it. There's actual footage of it? Yes. Oh my God. They show it. Not not close up. It's probably, maybe I'd probably say 
20, 30 yards away. That's like some faces of death shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But um, they show it. Wow. Full penetration. Full penetration. We show it. <laughs> crime penetration. Crime penetration. Bomb goes off penetration. <laughs> Full penetration. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they uh, they show it, and it is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised that Netflix got away, or essentially got the right to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe the statute of limitations is like worn out now, or the fact that it was a documentary. Yeah. They feel that they probably could put a little bit more graphic footage in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, yeah they show it. <laughs> <laughs> they show all of it. All of it, and uh, <laughs> they don't. They obviously don't like get like right on top of it. They don't show you any kind of like, you know. The wound or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Oh, his like stump of a neck that's left. Uh his head was stilly full intact. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't. I don't know if the bomb blew downwards. Yeah. But when like it blew up, you saw his like chin and head go backwards. Yeah. And his chest go forwards. Oh. So it killed him instantly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it had to have because if he was still alive after that. Mutant. Yeah. <laughs> He's come back for everybody. Exactly. With superpowers. Um, so what is the actual doc? Because don't they do, they like get that whole thing out of the way in the first episode, do they not? the first episode and then they start kind of going further into it where they have suspicions of a group of three or four people that they feel that were involved with it. Yep. And then they start kind of slowly kind of picking apart these people and then they have actual footage of people getting interviewed back in 2003, 2004, and some people, like, I don't want to say incriminating themselves, yep. but their stories are changing. Um, you know, one guy, uh, I can't remember one of the guy's names, but, you know, after everything already happened, he ended up, like, going to the house of one of the other co-conspirators, and, you know... Didn't get out of the van. You know, like one of the guys that was interviewing, like knocked on the window. Yeah. He didn't talk to anyone. And he was like, oh, how do you feel about like the, uh, you know, what, what happened and all this other stuff. And he was just declining an interview. And it was like, wow. Yeah. Um, I guess the main suspect they had was a woman and she's fucking goblin type creature. Beautiful, shaved, just shaved beautiful. Eyebrows. Oh, that's the way I like them. I know. I don't want to be able to see any kind of expression on their I'd, face. I'd, I'd probably say in excess of two hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, it's right up my alley. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's just this loud, obnoxious goblin type uh, creature. Like asking riddles at bridges to let people pass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is. It, it is. It's awesome. It's the easiest way of saying it. So it's the like the episodes just go through them trying to find the person who did it, and then leading up to the interviews with the actual person yes. is how it and goes. And then it gets up to like current time, like yeah. our time right now. Uh, I think the documentary ended in beginning of 2017 because okay. the woman that they had incarcerated died of cancer. Okay. By um, yeah, it, for for you to watch it and. Try to figure it out. Yeah. It will give you a fucking headache. I'm not very smart to begin with. I couldn't figure out Atomic Blonde, even though the, <laughs> those movie guys said that it was pretty simple. I still didn't understand what happened. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the only two things that I watched. 
One more thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Done. Okay. Sons of Anarchy. But that's oh, it. one more thing. I'm not that into that. motorcycles. I'm, I'm not into motorcycles. So you guys checked out this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh. Um, the other night I was getting ready to uh, play. I know this is like going ahead a little bit, but I was getting ready to play Far Cry with Nick, and I was watching a TV show on the History Channel. Yep. Now, you guys have seen Forged in Fire before, right? Yes. No. Not yet. It's okay. Okay. Um, but you know what it's about, though, right? No. Okay. I've, I've never heard of this. <laughs> this is about the armies of hell? No. No. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it's all Dante's Inferno, people. Yes. Like, what is it? Making, like, swords and knives? What it is, is they make... Oh, it's like a legit forge? It's about yeah. a forge? Okay. Yeah, the original show is called Forged in Fire. Yep. And they make all different types of, like, battle axes, swords. Um, I think some of them, like, they, get, they make, like... Custom ones from like movie characters. And yeah, stuff, yeah. So. Okay. So this was called Forged in Fire, but this was like almost like a spinoff where they will use the knives and swords they create yep. to go through an obstacle course. Okay. It's called Forged in Fire, Knife or Death. <laughs> knife or Death. Who the fuck came up with that shit? Oh, it gets better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to know who the host is? Hmm. Who could be the host? Get, for something let's like get, let's give him like three guesses. Can you play? Uh, can you play the music? Um, I might be able to. Uh, <laughs> who's the what does the host have to? Wait, is it is it Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> he just stands there like doing his thousand yard stare. <laughs> yeah, just uh, practicing Aikido moves on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscent about the time he was on. Uh, what do you call it? Under siege and. Yeah. Under Siege 2. <laughs> Alright, so that's one guess. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think who would have anything to do with like weapons like that from movies or something. Um, nothing is immediately oh, it's coming not, to me. Well, he was in some movies. Yes. But... You ready? Come on. Yeah. Keep, keep guessing. Give me a hint. Uh, oh, he's bald. Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> he's hot up for some money now. <laughs> I thought maybe he was. They would made his fucking sledgehammer from steel. Uh, he's a wrestler. Oh shit! Is he was a wrestler or he is a wrestler? Uh, help me. Look at me. Help me. Uh, was Stone Cold Steve Austin? Close. Damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking Goldberg! Yes! The most athletic Jew in history. The most athletic Jew there ever has been or ever will be. <laughs> so, Bill Goldberg is the host of this show. Wow. Um, along with, like, another guy who's, like, a, you know, weapons, uh, martial arts kind of expert. So what they do is... You um, still can't get the Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal's body is the weapon. His body is forged in Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't say he's the perfect weapon. Chick-fil-A and underaged win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not the perfect weapon. We all know who the perfect weapon is. Josh? Jeff Speakman. You're damn right. Jeff Speakman. <laughs> So what they do is they'll have like a bunch of contestants. I guess they might have been on Forged in Fire before, but they'll come in with their sword or the knife they created, and they'll get it checked out first. And they'll. You know, oh, was the original Forged in Fire like a, a competition show? Yes. Yeah. 
What people would what make weapons and then they, get them they judged? They were pretty much told that you have to make this kind of weapon. Oh, okay, right. And they would get judged. Yeah. Okay. All right. So these might be ones that they made on their own. So they get them checked out. They'll check like the 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 density, the weight, the sharpness of it, if it handles well, and then they'll be like, "All right, you you know you can go to the course." So the course starts out with you have to cut through six ropes, okay. like one at a time, and then like each rope you cut through is like. Um, sort of like lever goes down and like this little fire thing goes into like a, a pit and it like yeah. burns up. So see, I was picturing the obstacles as all being uh, bottles of Poland spring sitting on a stump <laughs> because that that's how every YouTube video of every six hundred pound man with a katana goes. <laughs> They're just cutting <laughs> Poland Springs bottles constantly. The greatest I, enemy of the anime fan. <laughs> I, 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 I know exactly which one you like talking about. <laughs> so. After they get through that part, then they have to. I feel like I have to look that up. <laughs> then they have to go uh, cut through a couple more things. One is like, um, what was it? A, a bucket full of sand. Okay. Like a, a, I don't know, forty or sixty gallon bucket or something. Yep. Full of sand. They got to use their knife or sword to hack through that. Once they get past that, then they have to go through. You know those like black uh, tubes. That you kind of the kind that you get to kind of like see in um, the bowling alley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, those are filled with sand, and they got to go through those, and then they have to go through. Um, it's like a wooden box. Okay. Same thing, filled with like sawdust <laughs> or something like that. Nick found it. Let's let's pause for a second. Damn, fat kid, swords and water. This shit gets real now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He was on top point up. <laughs> This says nothing for an audio podcast, but it is very enjoyable. Look up Fat Ninja versus Water Bottles. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> for, the, for most of these, you can cause the amount of damage by hitting it with your palm. He he strikes it. It's like it's like it's like a blunt sword. <laughs> yeah, they always get. It's not like he cuts square through it and it just stays resting there. It just knocks oh. them all off. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. A thousand cuts! Oh, if that were a real person, man. <laughs> if that was a real person, they would have already made him cry from insults. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like holding that pose after the follow-through. Is this the same? <laughs> Just with added sun, like uh, solar, uh, what's it called? Camera flares. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm surprised how not sweaty he is right now. Oh, uh, you just can't tell. He is just. He definitely stinks like a like a just old woman's last period. <laughs> <laughs> so after they go through that part there, then they have to go um, cut a. Like a rotisserie chicken in half. Delicious. And, and then that uh, kid runs out of nowhere, so just eating the fucking bones. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then a giant fish. And then then still you gotta go through one more part, and that's basically like you gotta they have like all this like rows of meat and you cut through it and then you have to like Do have they have like a whole pig? No, but that would have been awesome. Because that's what they always used on uh, Deadliest Warrior on Spike TV back that's in the day. Right. I loved that show. And they would always yes. use pigs because it was the closest to, like, besides using, like, ballistic gel, mm -hmm. it was the closest to, like, human flesh. So they would yeah. just hang, like, a pig from a chain and fucking take wax at that. I figured that would be one of the things. That would be great, though. Yeah. Um, and then they have to, like, hack through a piece of sheet metal, and then that's it. That's okay. the force. So. so it's like a time trial. They go as fast as yeah. they can. 
The the thing they usually fucked up on was the fish. <laughs> really? Yeah, you'd be surprised. They have to cut through like the thickest part of the fish, and they got through like part of it, and then it would be like they didn't get through the skin. Oh, okay. So they would be like all cut all the way through, and then the skin. Like the skin on the other side. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and that was it. You have to cut it all the way in half. So they get multiple whacks, or they just fail it and have to move it's on and get much a penalty. Like one shot with the chicken and the fish. It's okay, like so you, do you get a time penalty for like failing it or something? They add like twenty seconds. No, you're time done zone? after that. Oh, you just lose. Yeah. Okay, it's like if you can't make it through something, you're pretty much done. Oh, so nice. There would be people who took like multiple whacks at like the car. I'm sorry, the wooden box and other things like that. But once you got to that, it was like you, destroy a blade. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, when you get to that, it's dull metal. as fuck. So. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes of that. That was really good. I also watched. Wait, wait, there is. I watched Gringo, the Dangerous Life of John McAfee. What the fuck? Oh yes, I didn't know that's what it was called. Oh, oh my boy. god, what a fucked up individual. Oh, See, I still have yet to watch this. You need to check this out. It is so good, but yet so strange. The guy is like a lunatic. Yeah. So. Really? They get into, like, the girl shitting through the hammock into his mouth. They do, and it, it took a while, because I was like, all right, when are they going to get to this part? <laughs> yeah. And they finally when have... When are they going to get to the shitting? They finally <laughs> have to interview, like, his underage girlfriends in Belize. Yes. <laughs> so, it's funny, like, the whole episode, the whole... Docu- so they would shit through the hammock. Yeah, they said what they, it was... It was like was one like, of those rope hammocks. They, it was that, but they also said there was something like they sit on, but there was a hole cut through it. <laughs> a toilet bowl. You, like, sewed a toilet bowl into a hammock. Like a toilet seat. Like, ah, uh, stupid Belize girls. They won't know the difference. <laughs> oh, man. They oh. won't hear me licking my lips underneath them, wait, just awaiting their shit. <laughs> Come on, you slut and shit. Come on, you fucking slut. <laughs> just, he's just saying to himself. Just saying the worst shit. <laughs> So it starts out the documentary. It talks about how he um, goes to Belize in like 2008, and then in 2012 he's accused of murder. Oh my god! And then it goes all the way back to like when he started developing antivirus software in the 80s. Yep. And how he made like a shit ton of money off of it because back then there was no antivirus software, so yeah. he was like cornering the market. So there was no fucking uh, what is no, it? Yeah, no. Norton Kaspersky. Mm-hmm. None of that shit. Kaspersky? Yeah, Kaspersky. What the fuck is Kaspersky? The one that the cool kids had back in like 2011. Oh. I used to have it. Now I don't have any antivirus software. At all? No, because like an American, I look at porn on my phone and I leave my computer <laughs> for video games. <laughs> so. Likewise. <laughs> even like in those early days there, they're talking about how, um, what do you call it? He was still, like, a strange guy, like, you know, in the office and everything. I guess they would have, like... He'd put saran wrap over the toilets to try to catch everyone's shit. <laughs> oh. And take it home with him. I guess they would have, uh, like, sex contests of people, like, who apparently who would try to have, like, sex in numerous places in the office. What the fuck? So there would people be coming in with, like, disinfectant and shit and, like, wiping down desks and <laughs> yeah. tables and everything. Because they didn't know what happened the night before. Yeah. So, he, um... It talks about how he loses, like, I think he was worth, like, $100 million. This is around 2008, and he had lost, like, 90% of it. Wow. So he only had, like, $10 million left, and that's when he goes to Belize. And I guess what happened is, when he gets to Belize, um, he starts buying, like, all of these things for the police. So he starts buying, like, uh, 
boats. Norton antivirus. <laughs> Kaspersky. He buys boats. He buys like ATVs. He's really getting in close with like the local police. That's how you do it. And he was, I guess he... Grease the pop, man. Yeah, that's right. I guess he said he wanted to be like, um, I don't know if you guys have read it, Heart of Darkness. If you've seen... Uh, um, I've played uh, I've played Spec Ops The Line, the video game, and it is based on Heart of right. Darkness. I've, I've seen Edge of Darkness with Mel Gibson. Have you seen Apocalypse? Same thing. Have you guys seen Apocalypse Now? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, the character Kurtz, how he kind of like... The colonel, how he goes all the way deep into the jungle. Yeah. He wanted to be like the Kurtz of Belize. Okay. So he basically, what he did was he uh, kind of like pays off the cops in that way. He employs a lot of the local gangsters as his own like private army. He's got okay. like 12 or 13 armed bodyguards at like all times. Jesus Christ. Um, he. I'm going to my hammock now. I am not to be disturbed for two hours. He starts manufacturing. <laughs> Bring the napkins. <laughs> he starts. Um, he says he's down there to like, you know, the what is it, the plant life and stuff like that. He wants to make um, like anti, sort of like real life antibodies or viruses and stuff like that to manufacture to the drug companies. Okay. But apparently, like they just thought he was down there cooking like meth. <laughs> Probably was. In I between, wouldn't be surprised. I want to make a bunch of pharmaceuticals. Also, I'm going to pay a bunch of 14-year-olds to make toilet in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the time um, like 2012 rolls around, you know, it says like how his little uh, private you know, whatever there. His villa. Yeah, his his dogs are constantly barking and stuff like that. And one of the neighbors complains about it and says that the neighbor... I guess... I, they never outright said it, but I guess it was implied that the neighbor poisoned the dogs. Jesus Christ. So, um, McAfee gets all pissed off and goes over there with, like, a shotgun. Nice. And I guess... They, no rules in Belize. I guess they never proved him to do it, but they were like, yeah, he kind of did it. Yeah. Um, well, when you grease the palm with the cops... Do whatever the fuck you want. Pretty much. So he was um, he was in trouble for that. He had to, I guess, flee by boat to another country. And that country, I guess the U.S. tried to, you know, they did extradite him out of there. Yep. So then he came back here. And I, I didn't even know this. He ran for president in 2016. He did? What the yeah, fuck? I don't I remember seeing that. I never even knew that. I saw clips and I was like, I don't remember this at all. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to buy a fucking uh, McAfee st uh, <laughs> sticker, campaign sticker off I eBay. I want to know if they have it on Amazon. You know they have it on eBay, guaranteed. So... Yeah, just a yeah, and then like you said, the the girls and everything. Apparently, like what he would do would he'd have like these underage girls like living with him. He had like two, I guess, underage girlfriends at a time. It's like R. Kelly, pretty much. Did you ever read that Buzzfeed article about R. Kelly? No, I don't think so. Uh, look, yeah, look, check that out after this. He use he basically kidnaps women and then like <laughs> forces them to live with him. Um, and they would talk about how he would send like his bodyguards or something out to find women and they must have like between like 20 and 40 like underage girls or something he was a strange dude yeah jesus christ like you look at him and it's just like you know it would be like a mixture of like tony stark and just like <laughs> someone who's been raped a thousand like times a as a child a psychopathic madman yeah he's uh, it smells like abuse as a child if you're trying to get people to piss in your shit in your mouth <laughs> oh my God. 2016. <laughs> that's a great picture too <laughs> he looks like frank zappa he looks crazed <laughs> i mean i was gonna say look at his picture now and you're just like oh oh yeah 
He does kind of look like t- uh, Tony Stark if Tony Stark has been eating shit through a hammock for like t- 40 years. T- Tony Stark yeah. with aggressive AIDS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark after he lost his fucking cocktail that he's supposed to take every day to keep the AIDS at bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. What does it say? Vintage John McAfee what? Uh, vintage John McAfee for President 2016. What is it, a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> 2016, I feel like I would have noticed that, but I guess not. I, yeah. Maybe I just didn't notice because at the time I didn't know he ate human they shit. a baseball shirt. Oh, I, I love like, I love baseball shirts. I do. Yeah. Um, is it three-quarter sleeve or what? What are we talking about? Just short sleeve, three-quarter sleeve? Uh, full sleeve. Full sleeve. Uh, I prefer the three-quarter sleeve. Maybe I'll have one custom made. <laughs> McAfee 2016, three-quarter sleeve. No, no, no. You, oh, my God. Is you, that him wearing his own shirt? Yeah, this is Team McAfee. <laughs> he must have, like, stopped dyeing his beard and hair. Um, They should definitely get a McAfee 2020 shirt going. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Now's the time. Trump's president. Why can't McAfee be president? Yep. I'm, I, Trump probably paid some underage women to shit in his mouth before. Let's not kid ourselves. He did fuck a porn star. Yeah, and I don't know why he's getting shit for it. Yeah. Everyone's just jealous. That's what it is. Stormy Daniels just has nothing to do now because she's... She's only filming, filming like a grandmother porn at this point. Watch. <laughs> uh, uh, I watched it a long time ago, and Kayla told me to bring it up. I watched Mars Attacks. Oh, I fucking oh, love Mars Attacks. Movie. That is so good. I forgot to bring it up a long time ago because oh, a great movie. Th- throughout the weeks, I've just been <laughs> anytime like I anytime like. For instance, like she gets mad at me or something, I'll yell back as the alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that movie's so fucking good. I don't I, know, that comes out so, slightly like Coneheads. <laughs> Coneheads was a couple of years before that, but but still, it has that kind of same sound. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I watched that movie so much because it was back in the simpler times when I had a black box. For cable, yep. so we got all the channels, including pay per views, oh, yes. for free. And so, like that, Skinamax? uh, yes, oh, Spice Channel, Spice Channel, okay. yeah. Um, but that was uh, on pay per view. One of the like, I, I had a black box all growing up until digital cable came around, yeah, so, so like, so did we. it was like until like 2004 or something yeah, like that, like shit like TiVo and all these, other yeah, things yeah, started coming out. But like, that was on that was on pay per view, probably like what late 90s that came out, would it come out like 97 or something? I think so, yeah. yeah. And that was, I remember watching that on pay-per-view. I used to watch it like twice a day probably because it was always fucking on. Yeah. I've seen that movie a hundred times. It's so good. I haven't seen it for, like, now that I think about it, I haven't seen it probably since then, like, yeah. since it was on the black box pay-per-view. I, I can honestly agree with you. I probably haven't seen that movie in half to be over ten years. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. I loved it. If you fucking Ving Rhames. If you people, if you haven't seen it, you need to. Yeah, this is great. It's cult classic. Who's, uh, isn't it made by someone famous, too? Like, didn't someone famous direct it? Tim Burton did. Yeah, Tim Burton. That's yeah. what, it's that's probably one of the only Tim Burton movies I actually like. It's got a crazy cast, whoa, 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 too. Whoa, whoa. What about Batman? Fuck a Tim Burton. Batman's okay. His Batman's are okay. Batman Returns. Batman Returns is good. That was the one that that was like the one that I grew up with. Like that was the one I Say, always watched. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Great movie. Beetlejuice is good. I'm talking. All right. Tim Burton passed the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah. He's done nothing for me. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I got. I got. Yeah. I got to go with that one. Yeah. Like the only thing Tim. Uh, like when I think Tim Burton, I think uh, overweight pale girls with Nightmare Before Christmas buttons on their backpack. <laughs> yeah 
Yep, we got Jack Skellington all up, all in their business. I've done so many of those fucking tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Just on a on a on an endless canvas of pale thigh, oh. <laughs> cellulite covered pale thigh. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, couple razor boxes <laughs> yeah you know they hate themselves as much as you hate them <laughs> oh man okay all right uh is that it for you josh yeah that was it i got it what do you uh what do you yeah. got andrew uh i watched something that you might be interested in okay. uh another crime program that uh megan had been watching that i jumped I like in on crime programs. yes it's called Cold Justice. Cold Justice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Starring Stone Cold Steve. No, it's not. I wish it was. Oh my god. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would easily top knife or death. He's become a real cop like Steven Seagal is. Uh, no. nothing, nothing can stop Steven Seagal's air martial arts. Yes. Oh my god. He's <laughs> fucked up so many ghosts. <laughs> His air aikido. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cold Justice is basically like Cold Case Files. Have you ever seen that? Now, is that show hosted by J.J. Bittenbinder. It is not hosted by J.J. Bittenbinder. <laughs> because every, every... Josh said that the description of him is accurate. Is if it? You, if you look it up, and I read this, like, I guess the real Bittenbinder was upset that Mulaney made fun of him. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that the guy he described is completely humorless and wouldn't be able to think a joke. He, he looked at, yeah, the three-piece suit, the handlebar mustache. I don't think he had the cowboy hat, but... See, like, I picture him like the guy that... I'm pretty sure this is the right guy. Is it the guy that said the N-word in the OJ trial? <laughs> is, no. Is that the guy with the handlebar mustache? Which one had the handlebar mustache? No. Uh, God. Was it the it, prosecutor? Uh, it was the guy who said the N-word was F. Lee Bailey. I'm trying to think who no, the one... was it? I thought it was someone whose last name started with an F. Oh, Mark Furman. No. Mark, yeah, Furman. It wasn't Furman. Furman? I don't know if they... Did Furman have a mustache? I don't know. There's no. some. There's one guy from the trial... Holy shit. That's JJ Bittenbinder. That looks like my dad's cousin Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the mustache. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's one guy from the OJ trial that had like a super huge curled handlebar mustache. Is that, is that, is that outside or is that coming for your computer? No, I think it was outside. <laughs> what the fuck? People speaking very loudly in Spanish outside. I thought you were playing a video. That's no, why. I looked at you and I'm like, "What were you doing?" <laughs> um, so English motherfucker, do you, do you speak, speak it? it? Uh, so cold justice is basically like cold case files. Uh, um, the, so Stone Cold, Stone and Steven Seagal team up. Yes, they team up for Under Siege Six, <laughs> Universal Soldier Twelve. <laughs> um, but uh, it's basically it's this uh, woman who's a former prosecutor. Another woman who's a former crime scene investigator. Okay. Um, I described to Megan the woman who's the former crime scene investigator as looking like an old biker dude's wife who's just filled a humidifier with tobacco every <laughs> night and had it blowing into her face because she looks like a used up old whore. Oh. <laughs> so let is your this on Netflix. It is on Netflix. So oh. let your mind conjure that picture and. Uh, so it's these two, they travel all over the country to different police stations who have cold cases that they want to bring back. And uh, so they basically help these uh, different police stations solve these cold cases. No they, shit. They bring them back, they bring them back, they go over the suspects, they go over all the evidence, they revisit the crime scene if the crime scene still exists. Like in a lot of times the crime scene's like the place has been bulldozed or something because it's been a long time. Um, 
But uh, yeah, they so they go there. They go over all the evidence and everything. They interview witnesses. They interview suspects. And a shocking amount of times, like I'd say nine times out of ten in these episodes, they end with an arrest and like an indictment and a conviction. Holy so like shit. they go around, they solve these fucking cold cases. It's pretty crazy, and uh, it's good because uh, there's a lot of shows in that same vein that don't end with any kind of now, conclusive is this like thing. A, is this like a Law & Order type show or is this no. like a documentary This is like show? a documentary type show. Oh, okay. It's like a forensic... Like, this, this just sounds yeah. like a... Like something that I would watch on NBC. No, no. This <laughs> is like a... This is like a Forensic Files like oh, real, right. real real life like stuff. real people. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, like fake people. No, not like fake people. Okay. Like John McAvee getting arrested for shit in his mouth. That's real. Uh, like that okay. real. Um, uh, that's real. That's real. <laughs> Mad real. Mad real world, son. Uh, so yeah, um, I had sex with Katie too. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was just I was thinking that episode the other day. I don't know why, but I just remembered one of the funniest parts is before he had sex with Katie, when it just shows the guy having sex with his girlfriend in, in night vision. Yeah, and it pans over and Tyree's in the corner beaten off, and you're just going, "Yeah, white boy. Yeah, white boy. Yeah, white boy." <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I still think my favorite scene out of all of that is well. The guy gets stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bleed. I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I got stabbed and I don't know what I did. <laughs> uh, so, oh, shit. So, uh, yes, uh, the best thing about the show is that they pretty much all have conclusive ends. And nine times out of ten, they catch like someone and they're convicted. But uh, it's uh, the show, I think, takes place like when they're investigating. It's in like 2014, I think, at the time. Okay. But they give updates at the end, like, you know, they'll throw a quick paragraph at the end to tell you what happened yeah. as late as 2017. So they waited years for something to, for them to actually have an ending oh, before airing shit. these, which is the way I like it, because I hate being left hanging and be like, well, do they have a fucking, did that anything happen to the guy or what? Yeah, like, shanked in the shower? Yeah, so, like, this way you actually find out what ended up happening. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, shocking how often they actually catch somebody. It's all pretty right. crazy, because all the cases are, like, at least... Like twelve years old, I think is probably the the latest. Um, but they go back as far as like thirty year old cases that they oh, catch people for. Huh? So yeah, um, there's only one season on Netflix. It's the second season of the show. It's called Cold Justice. So uh, check that out. Okay. Um, I watched like an episode and a half of a documentary series that you might have heard of on Netflix that was getting a little bit of buzz called a Wild Wild Country. I heard about that. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested in it. Megan did not care at all. So. What is it about? Uh, I'll I'll probably never end up watching it again because it's so fucking long and I need to find the time to watch it by myself since Megan doesn't like it. But it is about um, this – it's basically about a cult. Okay. But, it, I mean, talking to all the people that, are, uh, it, that were involved with it, they completely deny that it was a cult or anything like that. Um, but it's something you guys might remember being in the news. I can't remember what year it was, but uh, basically it's this – Cult, this fought this uh, like leader, this guru guy. I can't remember his fucking name because I watched it like oh, like right after. I Marshall think it was... Applewhite. No. <laughs> <laughs> Drink the Kool Aid. Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> Lord Zing. <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> Zoltan. 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 <laughs> so uh, basically, what was that from? Uh, oh, it was Dude, Dude Where's My Car. car. Yes. Great. Was... Another great film. It is. Yes. Underrated film. That was yes. Hal Sparks. <laughs> yeah, Hal Sparks was the leader of the Zoltan cult. Yes. <laughs> Where's the continuum tennis function, eh? The two gay German dudes. Yes. Oh, no, Nordic. Totally yeah. gay Nordic dudes, that's what they call them. Uh, so, uh, it's this, like, uh, guru in India that, like, garnered this 
huge following in some ashram in uh, India. Okay. And, like, he never left. And all kinds of people, like, came from all over the world to follow his teachings and stuff like that. And then he wanted to, like, buy land somewhere else to, like, start their own community, basically. Okay. Um, so, I think late in the first episode, maybe beginning of the second episode, they uh, end up buying land in... Uh, shit. I think it's it's either Washington or Oregon. I wanted to, for some odd reason I wanted to say Tacoma, Washington. It's either Washington <laughs> or Oregon. It's not Tacoma. It's like some. It's middle of nowhere. They buy. They buy like, I think it's something crazy like eight hundred thousand acres. Holy shit! In the middle of nowhere. Um. So they, they There's land that's available like that. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing there but fucking like just. I McAfee would have bought it all up. <laughs> uh, <it's>, <laughs> just <laughs> makes it the biggest hammock ever. With a giant funnel underneath it, all he's right to his mouth, so he can continuously eat poop for hours on it. They'll take, they'll the take Midwest. <laughs> yeah, they'll take one of those. Uh, was it C one thirty planes oh, and just yeah. just airdrop shit onto the hammock? There's pallets and pallets of shit. Um, so yeah, so they end up buying land in either Washington or Oregon. Can't remember, middle of nowhere, a shit ton of land, and they have so many followers. They all move to this area and start building their own city and and like legitimately get a license for their to like have it be their actual own city. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. I can't remember any of the names of this shit. But they have so many people that are followers that all show up there that they build like they build their own city in like a matter of months. They build a fucking they build an airport with their own airplanes. They build like roadways. They have a hangar. They have like uh they have shopping centers. They have like all houses for everyone to live in. Like this, all they did was work like fourteen-hour shifts every day. And this is called what? Wild, wild, wild country. I'm gonna have to check this. Yeah, out. it's this fuck. It's a crazy wild. story, and like, I don't know how it ends. I could have sworn I remember something. Is this, is this like a, a, a several seasons? It's like, a it's a documentary series. It's six episodes, okay. and they're all I think just over an hour long. And how how far did you say you get in? Like I, I got an episode and a half. Okay, um, I challenge you. Okay. To watch the rest to of it? To watch the rest of okay. it. I will watch it as well. All right. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll make... Josh, accept that challenge. <laughs> I still want to watch... Uh, Making a Murder. Evil Genius. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm almost done with... Making almost done with Making a Murder. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I do want to watch Evil Genius, but I'll be up on that one next. Yeah. I'll make time to watch it then. I'll, I'll watch a couple episodes on yeah, uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, about to finish it, but yeah. I'm saying like maybe one or two episodes. Yeah. So We'll see how it goes because this is interesting. Yeah, it's crazy how much they like built up this area just for themselves. It's insane. Like, made just built their own city. I don't know why, but that just reminded me of the Chappelle show where he was, he was like, "Oh, you and your boys want to go play against Prince? Challenge him!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> challenge him, and make sure your people is there to see the game because <laughs> you're getting embarrassed. Yeah. All right, P. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I, oh my god, I forgot about that. I was reminded many times when it happened because uh, Bill Burr was very good friends with Charlie Murphy. Really? Yeah, so uh, like when it happened, Bill Burr talked about it on the podcast a lot about like, going to the services and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were both, because Bill Burr was on Chappelle's show. Like, uh, yeah. A bunch of episodes. Like, one of the most classic ones that people always, re- that people I'm sure remember is the uh, Samuel Jackson beer make- uh, commercial. Yes. Where the guy, where. Uh, he, he he's sitting next to him. He's like, he yells in his ear. He's like, can you please stop yelling right next to me? <laughs> no, I can't stop yelling because that's how I talk. That's Bill Burr. No, I, no, I forgot that. about that. That yeah. is Bill Burr. So yeah, so he's friends. He was friends with all those guys. But um, so yeah, Wow Wow Country is fucking insane. Okay. And uh, I'll, yeah, I want to see where it goes. I feel like it ends violently with them. Oh, absolutely. With them like raising their own army or something crazy. It's gonna end like Waco. 
Yeah, I'm hoping. It. I was hopeful. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you hoping for Waco? Yeah, that was, it was a cle- that was a good cleansing moment of <laughs> American history. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I speak the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh shit! He clapped twice. So uh, yeah, that's it for all I watched. So all uh, right, let's move into wrestling. Time to talk about wrestling. Yes. So, did you watch wrestling? I watched wrestling. Josh, did you watch wrestling? I did not. Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> You're going right. to get into it. I know you will. I, I think I'm going to try a little bit over the summer. Yeah. Watch One N- day. Watch NXT. Yeah, right. NXT. That's where yeah. it starts. Yeah. It's on Wednesday night, so you can catch it on Hulu on Thursdays. Yes. Um. So, yes, we had uh, more Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Okay. Um. And I'm going to Google who the fuck is in the match. All right. So, who was already in it? Braun Strowman. Finn Braun, Balor. Braun Strowman, Finn Balor. Miz. Yes. And Rusev. Was Rusev in Yes. It? Yeah, he is. Who did Rusev beat to get in? Daniel Bryan. Yes, that's yeah. right. Which I thought was outrageous because I remember you and I saying before that we thought, if anything, Daniel Bryan would have been going to yeah. Money in the Bank. If he was in the if he was in that match, I would thought I would have thought he would be a shoe in to win it. Oh, absolutely. But uh yeah. Maybe they thought that's what everyone was going to think, so they might as well just take him out of the match completely. Um, so let's see who else qualified. Um, Kevin Owens ended up qualifying Yes. in a triple threat match. Don't remember who it was against. Um, Bobby Roode qualified in a triple threat match against No Way Jose and Baron Corbin. Yeah, see, I knew that the, I knew that Baron Corbin wasn't going to get a second shot again. I figured he wouldn't, and I knew that No Way Jose wasn't going to get into no. the fucking match. So that was pretty much a no like, way Jose. guarantee that, yeah. <laughs> that was a guarantee that Rude was going to win. Uh, we had a women's uh, qualifying match, Alexa Bl- another triple threat, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey and Mickey James. Alexa Bliss won it. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens beat uh, Elias and Bobby Lashley to get in. I'm surprised with Bobby Lashley. I thought yeah. they would have given him a push now. Well, uh, originally the match was supposed to be... Him with his Mike Tyson voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was supposed to be Jinder Mahal versus Elias, and I think it was Jinder Mahal versus Elias and Bobby Lashley, but Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal was like hurt, kayfabe hurt backstage, oh. and couldn't do the match, so they had a replacement. And uh, Kevin Owens had earlier called and complained to Stephanie McMahon about not getting like a chance, and so he, he was forced into the match, even though Kurt Angle had someone else in mind, and then he ended up winning. So... Uh, that's everyone that's in the men's uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, there was also an Intercontinental Championship match. Yes, that was, uh, what is it, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah, that was what happened first. Then after his loss, he was bitching about not getting opportunities, even though he just had a championship match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Seth Rollins beat him. I was going to say, I, I, th- I feel like they're going to have Rollins hold on to it, at least maybe until Money in the Bank. Yeah. And then we'll see after that. Yeah. Um, Nia Jax challenged Ronda Rousey to a championship match. That is true, yes. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's going to be Ronda Rousey's fucking first, second match ever is going to be a championship match because she hasn't had another match since WrestleMania, right? It's just been WrestleMania, her first match. She was in a six-way tag, if I'm not mistaken. Was she? It might have been something on Monday Night Raw. Okay. So, but she's going to have a small handful of matches before 
an actual title for an actual title match. Because I, I honestly, if that, I'm not saying if that's the case, but it is being the case apparently. Yeah. Um, but if she does win, that is going to be bullshit. Yeah, I know. It will be. Yeah. Because like you think about how many other women have actually fucking tried to get championship matches. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And just because of her name, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, this will really bump her up. Yeah. You know, that's going to knock Nia Jax down. Oh, definitely. You know, I'd rather see Nia Jax at least go one to two pay-per-views of, like, beating Ronda Rousey and then yeah. have her actually win. Yeah. Um, we had a uh, tag team match of uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler versus that was a great <laughs> Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. Yes. Which uh, I was like, I, but when the match first started, I was like, they're really going to have Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler lose so early into their team. But uh, they actually came out with the win. Like uh, Dolph Ziggler had like a sneaky pin on Finn Balor, basically towards yes. the end. I still love their combined finisher, the Claymore yeah. and the zigzag. Yeah, it's pretty excellent. I feel like if you did that to anybody in real life, yeah, instant death. It'd be terrible because like with the at the moment of grabbing the zigzag, you'd be bracing their head against like against your arm. Yeah. So when they got kicked in the face, it wouldn't recoil back. It would just get crushed by the foot. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be so much worse. And then the zigzag all the way down. <laughs> yeah, and then just slamming the back of their head on the ground. <laughs> it would be excellent. I would like to kill a person like that. You know. I mean, you could do the zigzag. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Um. And then for SmackDown, I don't even know if I had any uh. Oh, uh, the, I had one note from SmackDown because it was fucking hilarious. Uh, when Carmella was doing her, like, her melabration. Yes. Uh, she's coming down the ramp, and some, like, some little kid, like, fucking seven-year-old kid has his hand out for, like, high-five, like, all the little kids leaning over yeah. the ramp. And she goes up to the kid, like, oh, my God! Like, she's going to give him <laughs> kind of give him high-five, and then pulls her hand away at the last <laughs> second. She <laughs> devastated the kid. He was so shook. It was awesome. I loved it so much. There was another thing that I remember from SmackDown when, like, uh, what is it, Sonya Deville came out? Yeah. And she had, like, her own entrance now. Yeah. She's like, all these lights are flashing, and she's, like, sh- you know, doing Shadow some, boxing. Doing some, uh... Steven Seagal Aikido. Yes. Aikido. Aikido. And, uh, with all those lights flashing, you saw two dudes in the audience, like, doing this. Yeah. Like, covering <laughs> their fucking eyes. It's terrible. It was, it's like obscene amount of strobe light. Yeah, yeah. Like the arena goes black and it's just above the ring. Like Shinsuke's NXT entrance? Yes. Actually, no, no, his, no, his main roster entrance is the one that has all the strobe lights. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is a lot. And yeah. it's, uh, luckily it's short because everyone else will be biting their fucking tongues in half. Oh, yeah. Hers is like 20 plus seconds of flashing lights. Uh, this is Sonya Deville now uh, dating Seth Rollins' ex-girlfriend. Really? Yes, uh, Zara Schreiber. Really? His ex-girlfriend is dating Sonya Deville now. No shit. I, I saw a headline like, WWE superstar dating Seth Rollins' ex-girlfriend. I was like, oh shit, who is it? And then I saw it, I was like, oh fuck, it's Sonya Deville, what the fuck? Yeah, she, uh, she's actually, I think, the first open like lesbian superstar. Really? Yeah. I mean, there must have been countless other lesbian superstars. <laughs> like, they, if I if you showed me a lineup of pictures, I'm sure I could pick them out. Oh, yeah. But uh, first open one, just like Darren Young was the first openly gay uh, male superstar. Yes. Um... So yeah, I don't really have anything else from SmackDown. I don't think anything else really. I uh, I didn't watch NXT this week. Yeah, I just I had just watched last week's NXT on like Tuesday, I think. I'll probably end up watching it like later tonight. Yeah, I want to watch this week's because I believe this week Ricochet is facing uh, Velveteen Dream, so that should be a good match. That's Uh, one guy I think you would like. Ricochet. Ricochet. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Like young guy, he's only what, twenty one, twenty two? He's pre- I don't I don't I don't remember sure. Real. Is he? Yeah, I think he's really young. But, oh no, no, he's he's my age because he has the established uh, 1988 on his uh, shorts. That's true. So yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, amazing, like high flyer, a oh, lot yeah. of risk taking, yeah. kind of like almost like how like the Hardy Boys used to be. Yeah. Oh, nice. Edge and Christian, but it's like taking. But like of more those... of Rey Mysterio with even more crazy flips exactly. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, one one match we got to have him watch is the six way. Uh, oh match. yeah, the North American Championship match. Yeah, when it was Great his match. debut. Yeah. Amazing guy. Yeah, it was great. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. I'll probably watch NXT this weekend at some point. Yes. Um, but that should be good. Uh, that's all for wrestling. That's it for wrestling. So let's move on to what you've been reading. All right. So, uh, you guys didn't read anything, right? No. Nope. Well, this is your segment. Yes, I finally completed Tarkin. So, like I said last week, I didn't read it for like eight months or whatever, and then finally came back to it, and I finished it up uh, since last week. It is an excellent book. If anyone's, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, obviously, Uh, if you're at all interested in uh, the life of Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, God! Of Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> I thought you were going to end it as soon as we were like, Grand Moff Tarkin. Tarkin! <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, because, uh, I mean, obviously Grand Moff Tarkin is only in A New Hope and dies in A New Hope and is uh, CGI'd into uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. But uh, it's just, uh, it's, an am- it's an amazing backstory to learn about Grand Moff Tarkin and uh, basically... Um, the first half of the story goes a lot into his uh, is where he's stationed currently at the time of the book, which is basically a base that's overseeing the assembly of the Death Star, and then um, it go- it has flashbacks of uh, his trials as like a teenager, where basically on his home planet of Eriadu, uh, everyone in his family had to go through. I think all the men in his family had to go this through this trial, where basically every summer or like every year there'd be a season where they would go. And just live in the wilderness and have to like hunt and learn to hunt animals and shit like that and like learn about the wilderness. So it goes deep into that and like uh, learn about how his like tactical mind and like where he, because uh, there'll be a lot of times where he applies things he learned in the wilderness to like uh, modern day like military thing, like operations. Uh, so yeah, it goes through his whole upbringing and everything all the way to uh, what basically takes place during the uh, book is. There's a an assault on the base where he uh, that he's overseeing that's assembling the uh, Death Star, and then uh, he ends up going he ends up getting lured into this trap where some like uh, ex like ex Empire ex Republic uh, army people steal his ship and start destroying like Empire targets and stuff like that, and he has to figure out who it is and like how to track down the ship to get his ship back and stuff like that. But through the course of the of the book is when he gets his uh, his star destroyer, the Executrix, which is his star destroyer that he's like in command Sexy of. Name. Yes, Executrix. Um, and then uh, the book ends with him, uh, the Emperor, giving him full command of the Death Star uh, before it's even finished and everything like that. So it's a super interesting book. 
very deep backstory on a character that probably has 20 minutes of screen time all in all yeah. in the Star Wars universe. But uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was definitely it's definitely a good reason. Mysterious though. Yeah, this, this is what I'm saying. This like shed some light on uh, on his background and like how he uh, how he's so brave to talk shit to Dave, the, to the Doc thing Vader. That you just brought up that I actually wanted to talk about because we talked about Infinity War last week. Yeah. Uh, they posted a thing on Instagram and it was uh, accumulation of how much minutes people were on screen. Yep. Uh, I think it was like Iron Man, Thor, and Doctor Strange had the most time on screen, but it was only like 14 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, like it was 14, 16, and like 20 minutes of actual screen time. Because they had so many fucking characters. The lowest amount was, um, uh, what's his name? Black Panther. Oh, yeah, yeah. He only had like three and a half to four minutes of screen yeah. time. So it was just at the Battle of Wakanda, and even then it wasn't always showing him at the Battle no. of Wakanda. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's what happens when you have a giant ensemble movie that's, that's like two hours and 50 minutes long but still has so many characters. the biggest movie of like characters yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I start, I finished talking. I started reading the Mistborn book that I said I was going to get back into. That yes. I was like a third of the way through, That's probably. The metal, right? Yeah, yeah. They they uh, allomancy is the yes. uh, type of magic that they use. Uh, so I basically I just started it real quick last night. Uh, so I just read the prologue, but it's going to take me a while to read this one. Probably, hopefully, I can read it steadily. But uh, it's like six hundred and fifty pages, something like that. So it's probably going to take a while. All right. Uh, and I have the whole trilogy of books, so. That the first one's six fifty, the ne- second one's like nine hundred pages, and the third one's another like six hundred page one. So it's a long ass book series. Um, but that's it for reading. Move on to video games. All right. God, I love Ricochet. I love Ricochet. <laughs> Face that bitch Velveteen Dream, that Prince wannabe. He is. If he, really, if he really wanted to be Prince, he'd be fucking dumping opioids into his mouth and dying. Oh. No mercy! <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so, did you guys play any video games? Uh, Kinda tease up some Far Cry, maybe? We did, actually. We yeah. played for a couple hours on yeah. Saturday night. Yep. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're slowly, you know, edging more and more into the missions. Like, you know, on our spare time, we've done uh, side missions yeah, on our yeah. own. Um, you know, killing animals, you know, getting supplies, all that other stuff. Killing animals just because it feels good to take a life. Yeah. Not even skinning them, just no. leaving them there, looking at the corpse for a little bit, becoming aroused. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, but, you don't know me! <laughs> no, but we did... Uh, we did a couple missions, and... Uh, yeah, what happens is the way it's set up is, like, the... You have to do a lot of liberation. Yeah, the, the Hope County there is... Because you, know, you got, like, um, the main villain and then, like, three sub-villains. Okay. And the oh, sub- yeah, it's his brothers and sisters, yeah. right? Yeah, so yep. you have to beat the three sub-villains, and we, like, cleared one area of the map now where one villain is, so we're working yep. on the other one now. Okay. So it's, yeah, like Nick said, a lot of... Like, I don't like the second villain. She's, she's, she's all, trippy. She is. She's trippy. It's like they they have a, a drug that they have called bliss. 
Okay, yeah. And uh, pretty much, it just makes you all disoriented and see things and all this other stuff. Except for the fact that she can conjure up shit. Okay. Like, we were... She well, can make you see certain things yes. while you're tripping balls? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's pretty magical. But, it, but uh, what she can do is those things actually are real. Like, it's not like... Well, let me describe it. Okay. Josh and I, we were going down, like, this side of a hill. I turn around, and then this cloud appears in front of me, except for a giant grizzly bear comes out of it. Okay. And, it, like, I was happy that right when that happened, I saw the head come out of the cloud, and all he heard was, oh, shit. So <laughs> what I'm assuming Josh did was turn around, and we both just started fucking lighting up rounds and yeah. do it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so we already cleared one section. We cleared the brother. Now we're moving on to the sister. And then there's a third brother. I th- no, a second brother. Second brother, yes. And then eventually we get to the main occultist, Michael yeah. Applewhite. Yeah. <laughs> Clear Heaven's Gate. Yeah, Steve Waco. What, is the, what was the name of his uh, his group in the game? Ah. Uh... Uh, Eden, Eden's yeah, Eden's Gate, Eden's which I'm Gate. pretty sure is a real thing too. The Church yeah. of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, <laughs> <laughs> the March of Dimes, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. Jimmy's Fund. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the motherfuckers that used to shake the can on the movie theater. Do you remember that? Like going to the movies as a kid, and they had to play like the Jimmy Fund clip before the movie. And no. then they would have somebody, somebody no. from the movie theater would walk up and down the aisle shaking the can. Well, I'd boot their testicles if they were fucking getting all loud like that. <laughs> yep. If you want some money, that's the wrong way to go about it. Well, you shaking would donate can. to the Jimmy Fund. I know where the money's going to. <laughs> I didn't think it was a panhandler. <laughs> Jimmy Fund commercial, unrelated panhandler coming down the aisle looking for money. <laughs> I wonder if we could talk to a couple people that we know and we could just do that at a movie theater. Uh, yeah. Go to, like, a big release, like, Infinity War. Dude, people get all excited about it. Like, oh, shit, throwback! And stop putting $100 bills in there. <laughs> throwback. <laughs> uh, uh, what you describing the uh, seeing shit in Far Cry 5 reminded me of something that was in uh, another video game. A series that I enjoyed that I played. Two, I didn't finish the trilogy, but it is a trilogy. Dead Space, you ever played any of those games? No, I've heard of them, though. Very good. Very good games. But, uh... I beat the first and second one. I never finished the third one, but I knew the third one was uh, co-op for the first time. Oh, okay. And uh, so the main character that was in the first two games is named Isaac something. Isaac Clark, I think it was. And uh, then uh, they brought in a second character in the third game, so that co-op was available. And uh, one of the things that would happen if you did play co-op, like uh, with someone, I think it was only online, it wasn't local. Okay. So if you played online co-op, one of you would be Isaac. One of you would be this new guy. And since uh, the guy Isaac was so used to seeing this, like, fucked up shit with all, like, these fucked up monsters and, like, shit that would mess with your mind because yeah. of this uh, monolith that was the whole, like, point of the game, uh, he was used to it. The other guy was not used to it. So if you're playing co-op, whoever played as the other guy, there would be random points in the story where he would see, like, a door open up and just monsters start pouring out of it. So naturally, he would start shooting at all the monsters and freaking out, like, over your headset while you're playing with them. And you'd be like... And then you'd look and... You playing as Isaac would see that there was nothing there, but it was just like him freaking out as the character. So they would show the guy, like, pretend that there was a bunch of people coming after him, but the other guy wouldn't see it because they weren't actually there. So it was like a really, really clever co-op thing to, like, wow. make the other person freak out like a scripted moment. See, that would have been something cool, except for the fact that he did see the bear, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it just reminded me of something, like, super clever like that yeah. would have been really cool to see. Because I never played that game online co-op, but it was just, like, I heard about it. But, yeah, so, um... No, we're uh, we're just slowly kind of marching through it at this point. 
Uh, you know, our dad says he wants to uh, get in on it with us. Oh yeah. So he's already put. He, uh, I remember us mentioning in previous episodes that uh, he's already gotten to fucking places that we haven't got to. He's like, oh, have you guys been to the jail yet? Pussies. We just got to the jail last week. Uh, yeah. He was like, oh, I already finished that whole section. We yeah. like, section, you did this all by yourself. And he goes, yeah, you guys did? So you got to get him to play a game like when the Division 2 comes out. Oh, yeah. Get him on the Division 2 right away. He'll be fucking max level in a week, and then he can just run us through shit because we'll be like the low-level pussies that oh, take yeah. forever to level up. <laughs> That's the thing that I find he can call hard. us faggots the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you slack-jawed faggots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, yeah, nothing else. At least for me, I didn't play anything yeah. else. Josh, Josh you play anything else? No, pretty much that's no it. No NES, no nothing like that? Nope. Oh, well, speaking of that, they uh, they are producing them again. Remember how they stopped making NES yeah, classics? Yeah. They're making them again to be released this summer, so there's going to be new batches of NES classics coming out this summer if anyone nice. missed it and wants it. Um, so uh, keep an eye on that shit if you want it. Um, All right. I only played more God of War this week. I only played like another hour and a half maybe. Because I'm right now, I'm just going region to region, getting all the collectibles. So basically, all I did this time was get like a small handful of chests and a few Odin's Ravens to complete my collection, like to 100% each region. But I think I only have like I think two regions left in Midgard to get 100%, and then I have like uh, Niflheim, and um, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, no, there's one other one, Niflheim and Alfheim, uh, the two other. The realms that I haven't gotten 100% in. Did you get to Jotunheim? I did get to Jotunheim. You get to Jotunheim, it's part of the did story. Did you find the frost giants? <laughs> no. There are no frost giants. Well, it's part of the story. Where the giants are. Okay, where are the giants? I can't tell you because you have to play this game. I don't want to play this you game. Know, yeah, you do. I don't. I guarantee you play this game and you'll be real horny over it. But why? Because it's Norse mythology. It is? What the fuck? I know where I'm going after this. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. But, uh, yeah, so uh, probably the next couple of weeks. Like, I, I probably would be able to finish it in, like, a day if I just sat all day and, and played it. But I'm only playing it, like, an hour or two a week. So yeah. who knows how long it's going to take me. the same thing with it. us. Like, you know, we're not really playing outside of uh, co-op yeah. occasionally. Like, you know, I, I remember I went on not too long ago and I saw him on. And I was like, I think I texted him. I was like, oh, you, you're playing right now? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm just doing some side stuff. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to get into another game at the same time as I'm doing all the side stuff for God of War, like another actual game to play. Yeah. I've been thinking about uh, playing uh, Warhammer 40K Space Marine. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, it was back on Xbox 360 in probably like 2010 or something like that. Um, I played it very little when I first that, got isn't it. Isn't that like a tabletop game too? It is. And speaking of that, I bring it up that I want to play that game because I think I'm going to get back into playing Warhammer 40K because I did play it. No shit. Uh, back in 2012, I used to play Warhammer 40K. Yeah, I know uh, one of Ryan's clients comes by the shop. Uh, his name's Zach. Yeah. He uh, he hand paints all of his own. I do too. I'll show him, I'll show him to you after, after like we're to done. I'd like to see them. Yeah, they, some of them actually came out pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking about getting back yeah, into well, when it. When this comes out, Zach, message the uh, the <laughs> he, email and send a couple pictures yeah. to Andrew. Podcast at nerdinput.com. I want to see your army. I run vanilla space marines like a like a basic bitch. <laughs> vanilla space. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. Just just plain space marines. Oh, okay. Because they have different all the different variations of the space marine. Yes. They're just plain space marines. They call them vanilla. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about getting back into that because I like struck up a conversation with a guy I work with and found out that he plays. 
at uh, the Armory. It used to be in the North End, New Bedford. Yeah. Um, now they moved uh, to Fairhaven, right across from the New England uh, Animal Hospital. Yes. Um, they moved into like that plaza there. So uh, uh, he was telling me how he actually plays there every Monday or something like that. And then it got me thinking that I missed playing and I wanted to get back into it. So uh, I think uh, I have a bunch of my army that's still unpainted that I like primed. Uh, I primed like a whole bunch of squads and stuff like that. And then I just stopped playing and never painted them. So I have them all in the closet, and I asked uh, Megan if she would be interested in painting. Is that she's still hiding? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, pussy's okay, but dicks are to die for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I asked Megan if she would be interested in painting like some of the miniatures with me, and she said yeah because she likes doing crafts and shit like that. So uh, is the first part of breaking her down into actually trying to play the game, which she says she never will, but we'll see about that. Alright. Um, so yeah, I might get back into that. So in the meantime, I might pl- start playing Space Brain because that game's supposed to be pretty good. Um, but that's it for video games, I think. We can get into miscellaneous happenings. Shock the system. Alright. Well, does anyone actually have any miscellaneous happenings? I didn't ask previously. I have one. Okay, good. No, I got nothing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Nick, all, you always carry this segment. Okay. You always have at least one. There's been a lot of fuck times. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. You have to deal with the general public way too much. Yeah. Uh, this one I actually didn't have to deal with the general public. It was a couple days ago. Um, I was having you know some dinner with my dad. Uh, went to go pick up some Chinese food. And on the way there... What's he go to? We usually oh, go to... We talked about it, I think, a, a long time ago. Cam's. That's right, yeah. In a cushion. Cam's Cuisine. But they, yes. Yeah. But they, uh, they were closed, so we went to Jade Garden. Nice. Which is up in uh, the north end. What's, and, the, what's the place? Uh, I went to it last time Megan's uh, parents were visiting. It was their favorite place. It's on. It's like right on Ashley Boulevard near uh, near Parafas. Uh, Hong Kong. Yes, that's the place. Yes. Yeah, that place is pretty good. I've never it been is. there before, but it was pretty good. They're all owned by the same people. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes sense then. But, um, they use the same pigeons as they meet. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! Before you keep going after saying that, did I ever tell you about my dad working at the Randolph Shaw's next to the Chinese restaurant? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, well, there was this <laughs> just a quick sidebar. Okay. This is, this can be a miscellaneous happening. It's, I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, my dad <laughs> used to be. I think he was the manager of the Shaw's in Randolph, Massachusetts. Uh, probably like 20 years ago a little bit more than 20 years ago and i used to go up there and like hang out with him random days uh but he used to tell me there was a chinese there was a chinese restaurant next door to the randolph shaw's and uh they he used to see the owner or one of the workers or someone from that restaurant go out to the back behind the restaurant open up the dumpsters behind the restaurant take like a bunch of I don't know if it was breadcrumbs, some kind of food, bird seed, and just throw a shit ton of it all over the dumpsters. So all these pigeons would come flying into the dumpster, and then he would seal it shut to catch them all. And then I'll let you decide what he did what he did after that with the pigeons that he caught. But yes, he would use the dumpsters to catch uh, like flocks of pigeons at a wow. time. So uh, I don't even know if the Randolph Shaw still exists, but probably don't eat at the Chinese restaurant that's next door to it. Understood. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. So as I was saying, uh, I was driving there to pick up some, pick up the uh, the food, 
and I see, which this is the first time this has ever been brought up on the podcast, a domestic disturbance call. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> yes. Cops. Yes. Get them. So what happened was, it was one of those things that, um, I was right at the stop sign, and it was happening right on this house, right on the corner, so immediately, radio goes off, window goes down. <laughs> I don't give a shit if it was downpouring out. I am listening to it. Gotta hear all I hear is, I want that cocksuck off my property. I don't want him ever back over here again. Is that a man or a woman saying that? It's a man saying oh, okay. it to another man. Okay. Call him another man a cocksucker. All right, excellent. You know, at least he's not calling him a jive turkey. Enough. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's <laughs> over the line. Yeah, you get arrested just for saying it. Yeah. Well, you, you, no I hope there's no cops listening to this show right now. You, know, you don't just call somebody a JT. No. But <laughs> Unless you're ready to die. Yes. <laughs> but uh, So the cop decides to intervene and says, like, hey... Look, calm down. I want you to go inside. I'm going to get his side of the story, and then I'll get yours. And he goes, yeah, okay. You know, kind of calms down for a second. Then he says, what did I tell you? Get the fuck off my property. <laughs> like, it was just like, dude, you're, you're, you're escalating this way too fast. That's how people get arrested for, like, uh, when they're the ones who called the cops. And we've seen that before. And that's And we're going to see it again. <laughs> yes. The cop literally went finger to the face and told him, like, hey. I'm trying to talk to you like a civilized human being. Yeah. I want the same respect. He goes, you keep shouting, I'm going to arrest you. And he goes, I, I, can't, I don't remember the exact paraphrasing of it, but it pretty much ended up with something along the lines of, go and fuck yourself. To the cop? To the cop. Oh, excellent. What to the ground yes. with my one arm? Shoulder dislocated. Yep. <laughs> I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. As he's that. resisting. It wasn't that, but all I heard was the. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so the cop grabbed him by the penis. Yeah. <laughs> then he, the cop, pretty much adds insult to injury at this point, which I don't know why I stayed at the stop sign for so long. I really didn't give a shit. Gotta see. Yeah. <laughs> I think the cop was like, "Oh, you want to want to be a wise ass now?" Yeah. Huh? Huh? You can get your ass up. <laughs> was this a cushion or New Bedford police? This is New Bedford police. I was gonna say because the cushion police, what? There's like three police officers. I think so. They all share one car. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's how it is. Is the chief's cop, and then there's one uh, cop yeah. they use, and all that's they it. do is like bust up high school parties. Yeah. Because that's the only time I ever saw in a cushion police car. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, so uh, just to let you know, don't talk back to your local police, man. Never do. I'm always very courteous yeah. when I get pulled over You always got to remember, you can't go to the secondary location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's punch classic. Out, punch, punch out the taillight and wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that is... Uh, all right, then. I suppose... Well, I, that... I found that uh, place near the, the Randolph Shaw's. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Is it, it existing? Is it uh, open? It says there's, there's two places. One is called Foso One Boston, and then Fo 98 Vietnamese Cuisine. So. It's, not, it's not pronounced Fo, you uncultured piece of shit. <laughs> it's Pho. Don't you know this? It's P-H-O. Yeah, you never had Pho before? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. I think it's like noodles like every other <laughs> Asian cuisine. Noodles or rice. But if it's either one of those Vietnamese places, watch out. It yeah. could be pigeon. Yeah, I'm not sure. Pigeon. I'm going to have to ask him now if he remembers the name. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's called Cam's Cuisine. Maybe I wasn't in Randolph. <laughs> like, no. All right. So uh, let's get to our wrap up then.
All right. As always, you can get our episodes every Tuesday when I put them up. You can get them on iTunes where you can rate and review us. You can get them on any podcast app, or you can stream or download it right from our website, nerdinput.com. Uh, you can follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Nerd Input Podcast, and you can email us at podcast at nerdinput.com. That's it. See ya.